Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Kings, chapter 19. Here's Pastor Ryan. And so in our story, Hezekiah has has humbled himself in the house of the Lord and has begged the Lord to to help him and he sent his messengers to Isaiah the prophet and the Isaiah the prophet woo that's who you need in times like this right real men and women of God in your life to support you to help you in the Christian walk we are not alone we're surrounded by people of the word so that when we need help when we need encouragement we're going to get the word of God we're not going to get just some idea with 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 every wind of doctrine within just how we feel like the right thing to do is what does the scripture say so Isaiah the prophet is called he says the Lord's going to take care of you don't worry don't be afraid of their words and so the Lord spoke even further to Isaiah and the Lord wants to reply to this king of Assyria he wants to reply to him uh, Sennacherib is his name he wants to reply to him directly because the king of Assyria blasphemed the name of God he totally was dissing God and so God wants to respond to him through the prophet and this is what he says in in verse 20 it says then Isaiah the son of Amos sent to Hezekiah saying thus says the Lord God of Israel because you have prayed to me against Sennacherib king of Assyria I have heard and this is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him and so I have heard must have been just wonderful and comforting words for Hezekiah to hear I have heard your prayers have come up to my ears and I have heard I've bowed my ear to you and I have heard you that is always the case brothers and sisters when we seek the Lord in prayer he hears our prayers the Bible says that God delights to hear the prayers of his children of the righteous if we have given our life to Jesus he delights in our prayers prayer is the most powerful thing because it was through prayer that transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love if you think about it we went from serving satan to serving god because when we were lost by his grace we came to our senses that jesus is the son of god and that we haven't been living in a life that pleased him and we that we should dedicate our life to him and repent of our sins what did we do but cry out in a prayer of confession and I do believe that God hears the prayers of everyone, including sinners, or else we would have never been saved. Now, he responds differently. I believe Christians, his children, those who have given their lives to the Lord, who have said, God, my life is no longer mine. I live for you now. There's a, there's a privilege now that God gives to his children. It's privileges. Privileges because, you know what? Other people don't care about me, son, daughter, but you care about me. And God blesses that and he hears that and he delights to hear in our, our prayers. And when we're in trouble, you better believe he hears. And he wants to come and help us in no matter what situation we're in. God hears your prayers and mine. In Isaiah 59, that famous verse in verses 1 through two, one, 1 and 2, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. His hand's not short that it cannot save. 
nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your inequities, it's your sins that have separated you from God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. It's not that God could not hear. It's that God would not hear unless we're serious about our sin issue. Before we came to know the Lord, we're, we're players. You know, how many said, oh, I'm generally a good person. I think I'll go to heaven. Yeah, that's playing a game. There are no good people. The only good people is Jesus Christ. We're sinners in need of a savior. He's the only one that's good. But we were players, right? And so when it comes to our prayer life, when it comes to receiving help from the Lord, he can see right through to our heart to see if we're authentic, sincere, whether we're really broken, whether we really want to change, or whether, man, Lord, I just want you here. Because I just need help because I'm in trouble. Quick. And the Lord can see through that. But no matter how bad or how wicked we have been, or we were in the past, if we come with true sincerity at the end of ourselves acknowledging our own sin like you're right Lord you're the only one that's good I'm a sinner and you don't have to have a long rap sheet it's just the acknowledgement that within my heart my thought life my inner man inner woman it's there's just you know there's anger there's hatred there's blasphemies there's just things that aren't good that acknowledgement you know, some people can't go there. It's weird to me. It's weird to me. Before I came to know the Lord, no one had to tell me I was a sinner. Oh, I knew I was a sinner. But someone had to tell me that God loved me and that he can change me so that I don't do bad like I used to. And once I was convinced of that, then I, I gave him my life. But some people, they just like can't get over themselves to acknowledge that they're sinners. But um, Hezekiah humbled himself in first john chapter 1 verses 8 through 10 john says if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness of all unrighteousness i mean and i love prayer because I, it's where i get that's my where i get uh, washed basically every day if it wasn't for prayer i, I couldn't get washed I get washed by confessing and telling him I'm sorry every day, every night. Anybody here not do that? You get to the end of the day and you're like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. No, it's like every day, oh my gosh. Forgive me, Lord. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. That's why people go through the Ten Commandments with very prideful people who think they're not sinners. But prayer is so beautiful. Hezekiah is praying and help is coming. In Psalm 34 verse 6 it says, This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. I would like that to be on my gravestone. Think about that. This poor man cried out and the Lord saved him out of all of his troubles. Prayer is fun. Prayer is fantastic. Prayer gets us right. Prayer changes things. And that is why Isaiah said to him, The Lord has heard you. In other words, I'm rewarding you because you prayed. I'm rewarding you. I mean, if we truly believe that if we sought the Lord in prayer, He is going to reward us. Somehow, some way, I can't tell you how, but He will reward your life. Kids, He will reward your life. By praying to Him, He will absolutely blow your mind he can make things happen ooh, like no one can 
No one can do what God can do. And our prayers, he loves them. I have heard. This is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, has despised you, laughed you to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head behind your back. So picture this. This is God speaking to the king of Assyria who was prideful, guys. Super prideful. Thought he was all that. Thought his empire was all that. Thought no one can stop him. He thought he was all that. And how does God respond? You're coming after the virgin, the daughter of Zion. And he's speaking of Jerusalem, the city, and his people within the walls of Jerusalem, the Judeans, if you will, his people. God is referring to Jerusalem as a virgin. And he's basically saying to this king who thinks he's all powerful, my city, my people have never been conquered, have never been conquered. Think about that. There have been skirmishes and battles, but no nation had conquered Jerusalem since the Israelites were there. They do not know defeat in that way. In a sense, they are a virgin city that has never been conquered by any nation. You hear that, guys? That's what he's telling the most powerful king on the planet. My people, whom I love, the apple of my eye, they have never been destroyed. And I do believe that that is the inheritance of the saints, those who believe in Jesus Christ. I haven't, I have been busted up, hard pressed on every side, like Paul was saying. I have lost many battles. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times and seven times gets up. And just because a believer dies or is martyred doesn't mean he's lost. No. I believe in a sense we divergence concerning being destroyed because we, it'll never happen to us. Even if they kill us, we win. Because they can kill the body, but they cannot kill our spirit. And our spirit never loses consciousness of the Lord. That's why he said, he who believes in me, though he dies, shall live. And, though, and he who lives and believes in me shall never die shall never die whoo that's a piece of a steak i think glory to god i mean i was just i got floored like wow in a sense we ain't never gonna be destroyed never never we are more than conquerors oh death where is your sting Psalm 991, verse 1 through 9, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth shall be our shield and buckler not the world's truth. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your, right, at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but you, it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Virgins, when it comes to being destroyed and conquered, it ain't going to happen. We just have to make the Lord our everything. And that is what Jesus Christ asks from, from believers. Everything. Christianity only works that way. Everything.
Everything is yours. When doesn't it work? One foot in, one foot out. So-so. Sometimes. It doesn't work. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head behind her back. The daughter, he refers to the city and his people as the daughter. The most vulnerable in our society is our little girls, amen? Like our little, 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 little girls. If women are the weaker vessels, then the little girls are the weak, 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 weak little vessels. But strong in God, little sisters. But in comparison with God on our side, the little girls are just laughing at this king who thinks he's a big shot coming against us. Whom have you reproached? The Lord asks him in uh, verse 22. Whom have you reproached and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted up your eyes on high? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have reproached the Lord. By your messengers. And so God's asking them, who have you reproached? The Assyrians were, were threatening God's people. And God saw that threat towards his people as a very threat against himself. Isn't that beautiful? How God sees your life and mine when it comes to persecution, the enemy of our souls, Satan, those who are anti-Christ in this world, who just hate Christianity, who may come against you for no reason but, by, but because of your faith in Christ, to know that when God sees an offense towards you is an, is an offense towards him. An offense on one of the king's children is as an offense on the king himself. That is the inheritance of a believer. And that means a lot, you know, growing up with, with parents who can care less. I appreciate the Lord so much for his parenting defense upon my life. It's part of the reasons why I have given him my heart because he actually cares about me and he actually cares about you. He defends you. And we have to believe it in these last days that if anyone messes with you or yours, we'll have to deal with your father in heaven. It's, it, it, forget about what we can do. That's why the Bible says not to avenge ourselves. Let the Lord deal with it. He knows how to deal with it really good, better than we can. And he's got means that uh, we knoweth not. Love believes all things. Trust. Don't be paranoid. Okay, as long as you protect me, I won't be paranoid. As long as an offense to me is an offense to him, I'll, I'll put my heart out there and, and let it let, let it be out there so that someone can stab it. As long as you take care of them. So we can open up, breathe a little bit, and be a little more friendlier. Whom have you reproached? God. Whom have you reproached? God. They're messing with you. Whom have they, whom have they messed with? The Lord, because you belong to the Lord. Woo. By your messengers you have reproached the Lord and said, By the multitude of my chariots, I have come to the height of the mountains. To the limits of Lebanon, I will cut down its tall cedars and its choice cypress trees. I will enter the extremity of its borders to its fruitful forests. I have dug and drunk strange water, and with the soles of my feet I have dried up all the brooks of defense. And so now the Lord is speaking to the king of Assyria, but telling him what's in his heart. This is who you are. 
Because God created everybody, right? God's telling him, this is what's in your heart. You're so big-headed. You think that you have come up to the heights of the mountains of Lebanon, historically known for being beautiful mountains. I hope to see the mountains of Lebanon one day. God is saying that you believe that you've come up to the height of the mountains. You believe that uh, you're going to go throughout Lebanon, throughout its beautiful country, its limits. You believe that you're going to cut down its cedars. And Lebanon, on the, on the Lebanese flag, it's that, it's that cedar tree of Lebanon, man, that, oh man, those trees are famous. That's what they're known for, the cedar trees of Lebanon, by which... You know, the king sent the, the, the lumber from those trees down to Tel Aviv, where Joppa, where Solomon took the cedar to build the temple in Jerusalem. I mean, that's how phenomenal the wood is. It's the best wood in the Middle East. You're saying you're going to cut those down and you're going to take the choice cypress trees? You're saying you think you're so amazing that you're going to just go throughout the borders of Lebanon? That you're going to go through its forest and, and take all its fruits. That, that you have, have placed your soul in these brooks and dried up the, the springs of the people. That you did this? You, you're, you think you're that big-headed? The Lord's basically laying it out, the pride of this Assyrian king. They, them with their, with their chariots. And they're massive armies. And they, they have been going to nation to nation, destroying them. So they think they're all that, guys. They felt that nothing can stand against them, that they take over all lands. King doesn't realize that he's nothing. The king does not realize that he is nothing. God realizes that he's nothing, that God can take his breath like that. Human beings are so frail. We are a couple heartbeats away from meeting our maker. We are frail. No oxygen and we die. Quick. We are frail. This king doesn't know that he's nothing. And to be a believer in Christ, we must realize that we are nothing. He's everything. Even when we didn't know him, we had breath. We had strength. We had food. We had clothing. We, even when we could care less, he took care of us. And now, now to be a part of his family... We must acknowledge that he is everything. The Bible says, he who thinks he's something when he's nothing has deceived himself. We're nothing. And this king thinks, oh, you're just going to clean house in Lebanon? And in my daily reading, Psalm 29, and I thought it was just a perfect, perfect word for what we're studying. In verse 1, we'll just read the whole thing because it's short. It says, give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Given to the Lord the glory due his, to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The, the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. And the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says, yeah, he may think he's going to cut down the cedars. 
But he was so prideful, he thought, I'm going to cut these cedar trees. I'm going to take the choice cypress trees. I'm going to stop the water brooks. And, the, and, the, and here in the, the psalmist says the Lord's voice is so magnificent, it's so powerful, that he, he, his voice splinters those cedars of Lebanon, makes them skip, ba 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 makes them skip. His voice is so powerful, it, it can strip a forest bare. He's the real power. This king doesn't know he has no power. I wish all the kings of the earth today would know that. And, and, and here's some psychology on this fallen world. That's exactly what this lost world thinks of itself. Way too highly. Oh yeah, you, you have it all figured out. God, you're, God's not important to you. Wait till you're in your hospital bed about to die. And you know that you're going to die. Then let's see how important God is to you. Everyone's so smart until they're in a life or death situation. Until it, it, they really hit rock bottom. But why wait? Why not be wise and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The pride of the Assyrians, man. I think of God's power in this and how we need to remember God's power today. Speaking of trees, the tallest trees on the planet are in Northern California. The sequoias are, are the tallest tree on the planet and they are, they are up the freeway from us. And God, and God can make them skip like they're nothing. And he created those. I think about the 100-foot waves of Nazare, uh, Portugal. You see it on YouTube, the guys, the big waves of Portugal? Have you seen, Google that, or not Google. Go, duck, duck, go, Nazare, Portugal, biggest waves in the world. Scary. I look at them just to be scared. And then, and, and God commands the waters. The Bible says that he gives the waters its limits so that it doesn't transgress his command. God is more powerful than anything. Why should we worry about the kings of this world? Why should we worry about anything? Why should we fear about anything? That's how big our God is. And, and we got to go through the word to remember. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power love and a sound mind soundness of mind did you not hear long ago how i made it i love that i do i kind of i kind of read it like you haven't heard about me god is saying to the king you haven't heard about me kids in the room you know how many little kids how many youth have not heard about our king how down he is, how amazing he is, how powerful he is, how he can just bless a person's life, how he can protect and shield a person, how he can transform us from the inside out, give us his spirit as a guarantee that we're going to heaven. I mean, kids, there are so many kids that haven't heard. That's why you're alive in 2021. That's why we as a church are here to let the world know, haven't you heard about my Savior? Who is this who can calm the storms? Remember the disciples said of Jesus? Who is this? Woo! They were blown away. Who is this? Did you not hear long ago how I made it? From ancient times that I formed it? Now I have brought it to pass that you should be for crushing fortified cities into heaps of ruins. Therefore their inhabitants had little power. 
They were dismayed and confounded. They were as the grass of the field and the green herb, as the grass on the housetops and grain blighted before it is grown. So he tells the king, didn't you hear that I formed it all? I created it all. This is what our world needs, kids. This is what the schools will not teach. That God created it all. And that God is watching us because he loves us. That he keeps his eye both on the wicked and on the good. That there is a hereafter. I mean, that, those very sentences in the LA school districts will probably transform it, the whole thing. This is what our world needs. Kids, I want you to know why the world is messed up. Because people do not put their hope in the truth that God created it all. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and just hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Cheers.